Welcome to A New Creation. I'm Phyllis, and thank you for joining me today. Every episode of A New Creation is commissioned by the Holy Spirit. It is new, and it is from God. This week, while spending time in the presence of the Lord, I made a declaration. And that declaration was, I will speak from your heart as it flows to my heart as you speak from your mouth through my mouth. I made that declaration because I wanted the Holy Spirit to know that I'm submitting to what he speaks to me and being a vessel that whatever comes out of my mouth will be what he is speaking through me from his mouth to my mouth and from his heart through my heart and ultimately through my mouth as I said before. As I declare what the Holy Spirit is saying, I'm changing the atmosphere and atmospheric conditions in the unseen realm. And when I do that, it's much like what happened in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2b and verse number 3. And it reads, And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. See, when God spoke light into existence, the Holy Spirit was hovering. He was hovering over the waters and he was brooding like a hen does when she's tending to her her chicks. And so something was about to spring forth. Life was about to spring forth. And so when God spoke light, light came forth. So when we speak, when we speak those things that the Holy Spirit speaks to us, to declare and decree, we are creating life. They were creating light, of course, and ultimately they created also life. But we are much like our creator. We build and are strengthened on the foundation that they have established for us, which is the word of God. See, God wants us to apply the word of God to our everyday life. I say that each week with Phyllis is a new creation because the Holy Spirit made that very clear to me that the purpose of Phyllis is a new creation is for us to know how to apply the word of God to our everyday life. And we know how to apply the word of God to our everyday life because of his instructions to us. You live what you know. So if you know what the word of God, what it says and how it instructs us for living, then we will ultimately live that way. God wants us to see life through his lens, through the lens of the almighty. And so when we look at things, things that happen to us or things that happen to other people, instead of us attempting to figure it out on our own or to listen to man's assessment, God wants us to listen to his spirit and to see it through his lens. In Isaiah chapter 57, verse 1, and it's the amplified translation of the scripture, it reads, The righteous man perishes 
at the hand of evil, and no one takes it to heart. Faithful and devout men are taken away, while no one understands that the righteous person is taken away to be spared from disaster and evil. See, that scripture is an example of the heart of God. Sometimes the righteous person may perish, may pass away, and it, and that person may perish or pass away by the hands of someone who is evil. And often when we see that, of course, we mourn and we're grieved by that. But sometimes there's a greater purpose. And this scripture is teaching us, looking at the heart of God, that this is an example of God sometimes sparing that person from evil or from disaster. Today's episode of Phyllis's New Creation is exile. It's not always bad for us. See, exile is not always a bad thing. What exactly is exile? And you spell it E-X-I-L-E, exile. Now, I looked it up in the King James Version of the dictionary. There's actually a King James Version dictionary. I looked it up in, in that dictionary. And the definition of exile is signifying to depart or cut off, to separate, or thrust away. And also, exile means to banish, to expel from one's country by law or edict or sentence, or to voluntarily depart from one's country and residing in another country. Now, an example of this was the Babylonian captivity that Judah, the children of, of Judah, experienced the southern kingdom of Judah, and those who were residing there. And King Nebuchadnezzar came to Judah three, in d- three different campaigns. Now, I'm going to share with you what happened overall when this occurred and tied into what God means when he says exile. His example about exile is not always bad. Let's take a look at Jeremiah chapter 24, verses 4 through 7. And I'm going to read the Good News translation of the scripture. And it reads, So the Lord said to me, I, the Lord, the God of Israel, consider that the people who were taken away to Babylonia are like these good figs. Let me tell you what happened. God asked Jeremiah to give him, he showed him a vision actually and asked him to give him a definition of what he saw in this vision. And he saw two sets of figs. He saw some bad figs that were not, they were so bad in terms of the, the produce such poorly in terms of the reproduction of them until they were not edible. You couldn't eat them even if you wanted to. And then he also saw some good figs that have been produced on a good tree and they were edible. So this is Jeremiah's answer to God when he saw these these two sets of figs. So again, it's Isaiah chapter 57. And it is, excuse me, not, it's Jeremiah, excuse me, chapter 24, verses four through seven. And it reads, 
So the Lord said to me, I, the Lord, the God of Israel, consider that the people who were taken away to Babylonia are like these good figs, and I will treat them with kindness. I will watch over them and bring them back to this land. I will build them up and not tear them down. I will plant them and not pull them up. I will give them the desire to know that I am the Lord. Then they will be my people and I will be their God because they will return to me with all their heart. See, in this example, it's very important because the people in Judah, those who had not been taken away to Babylonian captivity, they had the mindset that they were still there in Judah because God had favored them and not allowed Nebuchadnezzar to take them away into captivity. But what God was saying to these people who were still there, who had not been taken away in exile as of yet, he was saying to them through the prophet Jeremiah that they were in fact the bad figs. They were not the good figs. The good figs that God referred to when he was speaking to Jeremiah was the, those who had gone to Babylonia, who had gone and were in exile, which seemed a bit ironic. Because the mindset, as I said, of the people who were still there, they thought they had favor with God because they hadn't been taken away in captivity. But it really was the complete opposite. Talking about exile is not always bad. Now, since the citizens of Judah thought that they were secure there, they still didn't change their behavior. They still didn't change their wicked ways. They still were worshiping false gods and listening to false prophets and turning away from God. And so it was very important for God to let them know that those who were in exile were going to be the ones that he was going to build up and he wasn't going to tear them down. He was letting them know that he was going to tear those who were still in Judah down because they did not repent. And they didn't return to God. And he also said when he was speaking to Jeremiah that he was going to bring those who were in exile back to the land. And he said they would be the one that would be his people and he would be their God. And he said that it would be because they will return to him with all of their heart. God wants a people who if they have gone astray. If there are times when they're not obeying him, that they will return to him and return to him with all of their heart. And God is speaking that to all of us. He wants our whole heart. He doesn't want us to be divided in our heart. He doesn't want our heart to be on the things of the world, the things of this system, other gods, other things. He wants all of our heart. And that's an appeal to all of us, an example to all of us, for us to turn to him and to trust him and to give him all of our heart. Now, an example of exile is in Genesis, the book of Genesis, and it's in chapter 3. And it's the account when Adam and Eve, when they were in the Garden of Eden, and when they ate of the tree of knowledge. When they ate of the tree, they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And as a result, 
In Genesis chapter 3, verse 24, I'm going to read you the English Standard Version of the scripture. It speaks of God's response to when they ate of the knowledge of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God spoke to him, and it reads, He drove out the man, and at the east of the Garden of Eden, he placed a cherubim and a flaming sword that turned every way to God the way to the tree of life. God did that because since they had eaten of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that meant that they would have been able to, if they remained in the Garden of Eden, eat of the tree of life. And if they had eaten of the tree of life, they would have never died. They would have continued in their state of sin and their state of depravity. And it would have gotten worse and worse and worse. And they would have never died. So that's why God drove them out of the Garden of Eden. So they couldn't have access to the tree of life. And in that particular instance, on the, on the surface, it appeared as if they're being banned from the Garden of Eden because everything was provided for them there. And it was a, an ideal setting for them. It really was the setting that God had for them before the foundation of the world. He would have wanted them to be there. But because of their decision to sin against him, they were banned. But it really was an act of grace. Because if they had lived forever in that condition, and all of their descendants had lived in that condition, it would have been practically unbearable to live on earth because of all of the sin, of all of, all of the chaos, of all of the murdering, of all of the things that man could think to do to harm himself and others. Talking about exile is not always a bad thing. Let's take a look at another example of when someone lived in exile and God used it as a way of, I say, a way of grace and a way of love. Let's take a look at Abraham. And Abraham in, in Genesis chapter 12. Now, the account that I want to share with you with, with Abraham is before his name was changed to Abraham. It was, it was Abram at the time. And in Genesis chapter 12, it speaks of how God said to Abram, get out of your country. I'm going to start with Genesis chapter 12, and it's verse 1 and verse 2 I'm going to read. And it's the New King James Version of the Scripture, and it reads, Get out of your country, far from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. God spoke to Abram, and he'd spoken to Abram before, because the beginning of that, of that particular verse, verse number 12, it says, God had said. So he spoke to Abram about leaving his country, and to leave his family and his father's house, and God said he was going to send him to a land that he'd show him. So Abram left. He left the land of Ur of the Chaldeans, which is what's his, which is his his country of birth, and he went to Haran first and resided there. And his father died in Haran, and he went on from Haran to Canaan, which was the promised land, which is where God sent him. But Abram 
who later name was changed to Abraham, he and his family, they never returned to the land of Ur the Chaldean. They never returned and they really ended up being exiled throughout their whole lives. But Abram never looked back. He never looked back. He never went back as far as we know to the land of his birth. And this was an example of God taking someone and taking them a place that they didn't know where they were going in exile. And Abram remained in exile. Talking about exile is not always a bad thing. Now let's take a book, take a look at the book of Jeremiah, chapter 23, verse 3. And it's the New King James Version of the Scripture, and it reads, But I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries where I have driven them and bring them back to their foes, and they shall be fruitful and increase. Talking about exile is not always bad, not always a bad thing. Here God is speaking to Jeremiah, and he's speaking about how he's going to bring his people back from all the different places that he sent them, because they're all in different places all over the world in exile. But God has given them a promise that he's going to bring them back to the fold, and it's just a remnant, a remnant of the people who, who went out that will be returning. And he said that they're going to be fruitful and they're going to increase. And that's good news. We can look at exile in two ways. We can look at it as the examples that I've shared with you today. Three different examples. We had Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. We had Abram from the land of the earth of the Chaldeans. And now we have people who are spread all over the world that God is speaking to that he's going to bring back in exile, who were in exile and bringing them back to that country. But another way that we can look at exile, we can look at our own lives. Is there any part of our lives that's in exile? Any part of our lives that should be banished, that we should not be partaking in? Things in our lives that should be banished to the point where we wouldn't want to return to. There are instances, as I said earlier, when God will ban something, will exile you from it, but he's doing it to save you. He's doing it to protect you. He's doing it to ensure that there's no harm that comes to you. As I think about exile, as the Holy Spirit was ministering to me, about exile. I was thinking about my grandparents who have now been dead for, I, I know over 20 years, both over 20 and 25 years. I think about them and how they were hardworking people and how they loved their family and how they loved God and how their lives were simple. I think about how society has changed and how they will feel about the things that are happening now. And God just placed in my heart that he, he's the one that chooses when we live, what generation we live in. And I think about my grandparents were in the generation that they were supposed to be in. And we're in the generation that we're supposed to be in. And whatever generation God puts us in, we should serve him 
we should intercede for the nation that he's placed us in and intercede for people around us, even people all over the world, and to represent him. And so I think about that often and think about how my grandparents would feel, what they feel as if they were in exile, if they were alive today. Do we feel ourselves if we're in exile? Talking about exile is not always bad. God's ecclesia or his government can always be judged. His ecclesia, his government, his church can always be judged based on the condition of the society in which they live. See, when a society is out of kingdom alignment, then God's ecclesia or or government is not operating properly. It's not in the position that it should be in. Because you can see when that's the case, a society has, it produces division, injustice, depravity. It produces things that are on the flesh. The flesh is on display. Things that I say of the flesh, the flesh is on display. So we in this society, in this generation that God has us in, we who are the church of Jesus Christ, the church that the gates of hell should not prevail against, the church that God is coming back for. Not a church that is fearful, not a church that is, that is cowering and afraid because they don't know what's going to happen to them, or they think that they're going to be discriminated against, or they think that they're going to be canceled, or they think that they're going to be put in prison or even killed. God is coming for coming back for a church that is courageous, a church that is standing for his word and standing for the people of God and even standing for that society. And that's what God is calling us to do. Exile is not always a bad thing because in fulfilling the assignment God has for you and standing in the gap and being the church, sometimes you will be exiled. Being exiled is a result of it. But you stand whether you are, God has sent you afar or you're close. Whether you're in exile or not in exile, God wants us to represent him and be his kingdom representatives and ambassadors in the earth. Now, there are those who are speaking to me tonight or today, whenever you're listening to this message, because I know people listen to it at different times, that are listening to me who want to know more about this God, this God who protects us wherever we are. Well, I have good news for you. He wants you to know him in even in an even greater way through his son, Jesus. So repeat after, after me, please. Heavenly Father, I know that Jesus died for me. I know that he came here on earth and he took on my sins. And I'm asking him to come into my heart and to forgive me of my sins. I feel like I'm in exile. I feel that I'm afar off from him. But I know that I'm listening to this message for a reason today. And thank you for drawing me today. And thank you for saving me. 
Thank you for joining me today for Phyllis's New Creation. And remember, Phyllis's New Creation exists so that you will know how to apply the, the Word of God to your everyday life. Today's message, Exile is Not Always Bad, was designed for you to know that whether you feel close to the Lord or whether you feel far off from the Lord, he still loves you and he wants you to draw near to him. You can find Phyllis's New Creation in Google Podcasts. So just search for Phyllis's, P-H-Y-L-L-I-S apostrophe S, A New, A-N-E-W, Creation. And be sure to put Google Podcasts there. Heavenly Father, I thank you for everyone who's listening to this message today. And I pray, God, if there were people who, who heard this message, who felt as if they were far from you, God, let them know that you are near them and you love them and you want them to open up their hearts so they would know that the Lord Jesus loves them. And you will come in and you will sup with them and they with you. Amen. Have a wonderful day.